0: Welcome back to Following Know it On, a Stormlight podcast. This week is episode 51, and we're doing chapters 30 through 39 of Warbreaker by Brandon Sanderson. We are getting into the actual content of, of the story. We've got a few twists coming up in this, in this episode. Just a quick 20-second of
1: of how we're feeling uh elliot we'll start with you how are you i'm doing pretty good doing pretty good the the twist that i was waiting for definitely came in this this section i knew something had to come that was going to really turn our story on its head and i think we i think we got it uh for the most part it took a rather unexpectedly dark turn though i wasn't really i wasn't ready for that It, it got got a little dark there for a little while it
2: did. It did. Paul, how are you feeling? Horrible. Don't ask. <laughs> Why are you don't feeling don't, horrible? No, I'm just being dramatic. Um, no, no, no reason related to our story or or in real life. I was just being silly. Um, in regards to our podcast, I'm feeling good. I'm uh, feeling ready to talk about this. Um, but nothing super notable. We saw Hoid. Spoiler alert. Oh,
0: spoiler. Yeah. All right. I'm glad we're glad we're doing. Glad we're doing okay. I do want to talk. We we can talk about Hoyd. Uh you guys want to talk about Hoyd?
2: No
0: yes so i will I will admit that I was trying to bait you guys, and that when I was asking who who Hoyd was and if we'd seen him under a different name so far, I knew we hadn't seen him, and I was just trying to to lead you astray
2: you mid- misled us our, our fearless Terrible. leader I trust really. you yeah.
0: see little I do, never it, but... little do you guys know I've done this in the past we just haven't gotten it gotten to it yet, so Oh dear.
2: <laughs> Hi guys. My name is Trevor and I'm really funny. Yeah. And lead everyone astray. See these are my character traits.
0: Our our spoiler channels in the Discord really enjoy it when I do that type of thing and they all like get to laugh at you guys with me, but you guys You all are terrible people yep. for
2: laughing at us. So you're just like Doing it because you think you're cool. Because like, I can. This, yes, exactly. Do you think this makes you cool? It does. Leading us astray. Okay. Terrible. It's not very cool, Trevor. What are you
0: guys' What are you guys's thoughts on Hoyt's appearance here, uh, in our in the book?
2: I hated it. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <fine. I'm fine. laughs> Paul Sassy <laughs> yeah, today. I'll put, it, I'll put it away. Um, I I was really happy whenever Hoyt was. Mentioned just because I was like, oh, okay, wait, something someone I kind of know, and I will say this before we get into actual discussion about this. I'm sorry, um, timeline wise, this adds up right with Shalon being Light Song because Hoyd is an old man. Here we see Hoyd, he's much more aged, right? He's like the white wizened old, old fellow, okay. So Hoyd's
1: age is the big thing I took away from this chapter as well, actually. I was trying to I was trying to figure it out because Siri thinks he's old at first, but then I think there's a comment in there where kind of partway through, she's like, well, hang on a second. Is he actually older? Or is he still like kind of young underneath this stuff? So I too was trying to place this in like a timeline. Is this Hoid after Stormlight Archives where we've seen him or is this Hoid before all of that, uh, I wasn't honestly sure. I, I want to say after where you're going with, Paul, which does support your rather farcical <laughs> theories, but yeah. uh, I, that seems to be where I'm leaning, but, but maybe not, though. I mean, Hoyd's kind of a bit of an enigma to begin with, right? Does the guy, does he even age at all? Do we even know?
2: Yeah, and that was one thing I thought of. I was like, if this is in the future, it's got to be like way in the future, right? Because I haven't like doesn't in Stormlight Archive, I believe he references, just like he's been around a long time. You know, he's seen all this stuff or whatever. So I'm assuming he's much, much older than a normal age person in Stormlight Archive. So here, if he is old, then I'm assuming that he's like much older. Like I'm assuming he ages slowly. But
0: as far as, as far as appearance in Stormlight Archive goes, I'm fairly certain he's supposed to look somewhere between the age of Adolin and Dalinar. Like, not as not in the Dalinar generation, but certainly older than the Adolin-Kaladin generation. Somewhere
2: like his maybe early 40s era. Yeah, I, I've kind of envisioned him as like 35-ish. Yeah. Like around there, so.
1: I, I was trying to figure out, too, in this scene, if we could learn about how much how much breath he has because we we were theorizing before about some of the some of the passages we got from hoyd back in i think it was words of radiance but it may was it way of kings was words or, of radiance just words of radiance yeah about how it, it seems possibly hinting at the fact that hoyd perhaps has some of these heightenings some of these ability to hear perfect pitches and and things like that so i was trying to get a sense of like just how much breath does he have? Cause that could maybe tell us like what he's capable of or what other powers he has, but there, there didn't seem to be a a reference to that. It didn't seem like they noticed, you know, Oh, here's a storyteller with tons of breath or something like that. But I know one of the heightenings is kind of like agelessness, right? Where they don't age after once they have enough. So that might throw a wrench in our, our, our dating effort to try and figure out where the, where we're at in the timeline here.
0: i'm I'm really happy Paul that you're just gonna full send with your with your shalon and uh light song theory and you're just gonna back it up hundred percent and you're not you're not worried
2: at all that you might be wrong you're right i I am not worried at all that it might be wrong um because i mean once it well i mean I'm still looking at it honestly, like let's look and see if there's anything that doesn't add up, and then we'll discount it. But as of right now, it's it's my for for lying um, theory. Take it's away it's here, true so. until proven otherwise. Effectively, and it's also the most exciting one I can come up with right <laughs> now. So that that may be challenging though,
1: because right off the bat for this episode in chapter thirty. Light song is starting to like rediscover some of his skills, right? Yeah. He he figures out that he can, what is it? He can juggle. He's he's trying to do pottery, but he fails at pottery, right? Right. Fails at pottery, but he can like sail and he can do math. So like juggling, sailing, and math. So e something we maybe have to look at is can Shallan do those things? Or is Shallan gonna learn those things? Later on in her life, before she
2: dies, and then comes back as Light Song, that could be some clues we could look at for you, Paul. Very fair. And we have seen Shaloon on several boats throughout our story, so you've seen. Be, we haven't seen juggling yet. you
0: You've seen her on one boat twice. Let's get that clear. It was the
2: same boat. It was okay. You know, <laughs> a boat's a boat, right? Like. Trying to remember what the so name she's of that more, boat is. Off so you top think of my she's head. been on this boat multiple times, so she's experienced, right? She knows. The Wind's Pleasure, her, that's what that name she, of the boat she, is. She knows her way around a boat. So that one's good. I haven't seen juggling yet, I will be honest. Um, so I'll keep my eye out for that with Oathbringer and Rhythm of War. So I'll keep my eye out for some like echelon it. juggling.
0: is are we still enjoying light songs uh light songs chapters here he's he's trying his best to stay nonchalant and casual with the court but he's he's actually getting invested in like his own life and that's not a normal thing for a god and uh blushweaver kind of calls him out on it too of
1: like you're acting really weird I I definitely still am in fact I think I've even more enjoyed some of Light Song's content here in in this segment. Even though we didn't quite see as much of him through some of these segments, I think we saw a little more of Vivenna, quite a bit of Vivenna in some of these chapters. But I, I am enjoying Light Song's journey of self rediscovery, if you will. I guess his his banter
2: with his priest is still some of the best. Larmar so I've been more interested in the Syrian the, series, the stuff because it feels, the storyline, because it feels more like they're like the center of what I imagine the top issue in our story has been, um, I guess kind of the real, most relevant circle there. Um, so we've seen a lot of Vivena and Light Song, and Vivenna stuff has gotten really exciting, um, like really intense, but... I don't know. I I honestly don't have an answer as to why I haven't been interested in Vivenna's story, but I really haven't, and I can't think of a a real reason why. I can't put my finger on it, but I haven't been. I think Vasher's super cool, but um,
0: that was the case. That was the case with me with Siri on my first read, Paul, and Siri's definitely grown on me the second read uh, Mm -hmm. of mine. But I just wasn't
2: that interested in Siri. My first read. Yeah. It's not like there's anything wrong with Vivenna's storyline. I I think I like
1: the... I may have said this before. I think I actually like the Vivenna storyline the most myself just because I'm the most intrigued by her character journey and the way that she's kind of going on this going on in this path of learning to see things from the other side. She comes from a very kind of, not necessarily kind of sheltered or or kind of one way of of seeing things, closed-mindedness and being exposed to this other culture and being exposed to her people who lived in this culture and seeing them kind of for the first time and the way it's opening her eyes is an interesting journey. It, it's not necessarily, it's not nearly... As exciting, although it does get pretty exciting in this section, actually, because that's where our major plot twist comes in. Yeah, I still like the other storylines. I still think Light Song is intriguing, and and I, I I've grown into the Siri storyline a little more as we've gone. I, I didn't really care too much about her early on, honestly. I was she she just seemed a little obnoxious to start with, but. But I, I, I'm growing more and more into into her storyline. Actually, I'm I'm I am very curious to see what's going to happen there between the two of them.
0: So let's let's go ahead and talk about this plot point from Vivenna's, uh Vivenna's story. So she this whole time she's been with Dent and Tonkfa and um, the other the ruffians, and they've been stirring up trouble in the city and. Denth has been manipulating her as as she comes to realize here um, that war is inevitable. You need to prepare the Idrians in the city for war. And we're going to sabotage Halendrin as much as we can. Um, And she gets kidnapped by Vasher. And Vasher's like, you're causing a bunch of trouble. But he assume Vasher assumes that Vivenna is like intentionally doing this. But he soon learns that Vivenna is not do, intentionally doing this, and so Vivenna goes back to dense dense hideout after uh, getting free from Vasher. Learns that Parland her. Idrian Buddy, who she kind of had a crush on, she, he kind of had a crush on her. There was, I don't know, a weird love triangle blooming there between her, Jewel, and and Parlin, and uh they kill Denth kills Parlin because he is, assumes that Vivenna has betrayed them to to Vasher, but little did they know it's just a misunderstanding. <laughs> Uh, so what are you guys' thoughts on Denth turning into like this evil character? Maybe not evil, but antagonistic character towards uh Vivenna and Vasher.
1: I I talked before how so much of this story was we don't know who's on what side, and we don't know who to trust, and we don't know quite who to to root for, and I think denth and company were at the very top of my list of people who i was trying to figure out can we trust them can we not and we get our definitive answer here of uh nope definitely cannot trust denth and tonk fa and the rest of them um i i guess it it caught me a little off guard just in the way that it 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 was definitely a bit of a dark turn for vivenna's storyline it 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 wasn't just that they're on the wrong side, that she can't trust them. They've been manipulating her and killing the Idrian agents that her father is sending to get to her. And Tonkfa apparently has a thing for torture, which is nasty and a little scary. And yeah, that, that whole scene in the, the basement there, in the cellar, was
2: Yeah. Dark. With Denth, I didn't see it coming, so I would consider that a plus. Like it wasn't predictable, um from my reading. Um as far as like him being the bad guy, I'm I think it works pretty naturally like not not like you'd expect it but like in a good way of like surprising but it was someone we know like you know um so i think it was i guess a good i don't know outstanding move um like for the storyline i don't have any real like emotional feelings towards it like i'm not like oh my gosh denth like he, him like he was the bad guy um, so yeah I, I guess I don't have any major thoughts which is a little lame but that's um, okay but yeah
0: so it was a good twist when I read this for the first time I was spoiled in that I knew that Vasher was a good guy before I before I read the book and you're kind of supposed to figure that because Vasher's in the prologue, but I guess Zeth is in the prologue of The Way of Kings, so maybe that doesn't really line up. Um, it's all fuzzy. <laughs> So it's like I knew that Vasher was gonna be a good guy by the end of the by the end of the book, and so I wasn't really surprised at this twist when I read this book uh, for the first time. So when um, when Dent is set up as a good guy and then having this huge rivalry with, with Vasher, I was like, oh, well that, this isn't going to last very long. And it lasted longer than I thought it would actually, when I was reading this, uh, this book, it lasts until about three fifths of the way through the book. So I, I don't know. I was kind of like you, Paul, I was rather underwhelmed by the, by the twist here, but that's because I was spoiled.
2: Mm-hmm. I will say, like, I I mean, I haven't had anything about this story spoiled or anything, but I've just kind of always assumed is a good guy. I mean, I you could, like, see, like, okay, maybe he could be bad, but everything we've seen of him we, we kind of know he's, like, a good guy still. Um, I feel like the only time he's ever portrayed as a potential bad guy deliberately is like from other people's perspective like oh who was here and it's like where vasher had been or something like that right um but yeah Yeah. i i never thought he would be bad i guess unless it really happened but i've always kind of thought of him as good he's kind of like a, a batman character he's like good he's a good guy but he's like very dark theme like edge i don't know dark alleyways like works in the shadows kind of thing and 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 all that stuff. He probably talks like in some dark like low grumbly voice like this or something,
0: you right. know, and what well, is it stuff, so. was it last week or 2 weeks ago that we ended with a chapter where he's kind of like perched on a roof and he's looking down at Dent and his party and he's like I'm going to have to kill them someday or something like that. He's just yeah, like super exactly. dark and brooding and it's like exactly. heavy Batman Which vibes.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I like that I like that angle a lot actually. I I I think you may be onto something there. of Vasher kind of slipping into the rough around the edges good guy sort of, you know,
0: trope. I always pictured Honestly,
2: him as Strider. That's, a, that's like gruff, a very gruff man, you know. Um I think if this were ad- adapted to a like movie scenario or show or something like that, I feel like it would very much have to highlight Vasher. I feel like that would be the cool selling point, like the mm. the edgy ranger in the night. Like I don't know, mm-hmm. kind of character trope. So, you
0: guys, want to talk about Siri for a little bit? Sure so specifically Siri is learning quite a bit about what's happening in the palace or what she thinks is happening in the palace as far as she can figure out uh that not all is well with the god king and heirs and uh things like that there's something very suspicious going on with the priests obviously We've we've known that for a little while now but uh she's she's getting fairly scared not necessarily for her own life because she's figured out that she has to produce a son um and so she's safe from people conspiring against her for now but uh she's concerned for sasabron's life and she uh makes a deal with blue fingers to get them out of the palace um if things start going poorly for them uh you guys have any predictions on this? Can we trust Blue Fingers? Do you guys do you guys know?
2: If there's one character that we've seen in our story throughout all of this that I trust the least, or like at least have the most worry about if they're trustable, it's probably Blue Fingers. He just seems set up to be this like, oh yes, like I serve the God King or whatever, and is like pulling strings behind the scenes. Okay, um, running other, job, especially with kind of all the conspiracy stuff we've seen, he could very well still be a good guy. I just, don't, I think he's very like suspicious. Okay, um,
0: I thought you were going to go the other direction with that. I thought you were going to say if there's one character I trust, it's Bluefingers, But maybe
2: I don't know. Maybe it's his name, like Bluefingers. <laughs> it just doesn't doesn't sound trustworthy or something. It's like, a mafia name. Yeah, I, I I'm not of. I can't tell, but it seems very suspicious. Like, if he is bad, I wouldn't be that shocked. I would be like, oh, I could believe it, you know? Um, but if he's also good, I could also believe that. So very neutral, but very polarizing. I could see either side.
1: I'm I'm neutral on this too, but leaning, I think, the opposite direction as you, Paul. I, So far, the vibe I've gotten from Blue Fingers has been very you know this guy's a little shifty but seems to be honestly trying to help Siri and so that at least that has kind of won me over to thinking you know this guy's at least trying to help Siri so i i like that about him and i want to trust him but i got to say we don't know a ton about his like culture or religion that he's from the the Call, i think yep. they're called and i think it's in these chapters that siri gets all of her like handmaids to be maybe that's later that might be later the we don't know enough about the pawn call for me to trust necessarily what his motives are i'm not sure what his motives are so yeah if, if he turns out to be a behind the scenes villain here i wouldn't be totally shocked but from what we've seen so far, I want to trust the guy. he seems he seems like he's there to help i I gotta say, I think what I'm looking what I'm trying to figure out the most is actually going a little bit back to the whole Denth discussion. Who is denth working for? i that that I think might be the biggest question. Hanging above my head right now is he. We we get the we get the impression yeah he's trying to start a war. But who who is pulling the strings? Is it is it Denth who's pulling the strings, or is it someone else who's controlling him? Denth doesn't really seem like the you know mastermind kind of character. So is it someone like Bluefingers you know pulling the strings and in hiring Denth maybe? But I, th- I think there's somebody out there. I wonder who it is.
0: Could it be Blush Weaver? Doesn't she have some motives to go to war?
1: She's the obvious... She, she's the one who's been most vocal about going to war that we've seen, right? Mm-hmm. She She's very much on that crusade of, of trying to go to war. So that would be maybe the obvious answer is she's gone and hired... A bunch of people to make that happen we
0: could
1: we've seen her do that
0: haven't we we've seen her do under the under the table deals to try to get uh like war votes in the in the mm-hmm. court of gods but we haven't seen her interact with dent at all so
2: Bless Reaver is a character that I feel like I don't understand well enough. I think it's honestly just like, so reading these chapters, I'll be honest, it is like, it feels like we're covering more pages and stuff quicker um, than like others. I feel like I'm not like dwelling on it as much. So I do feel like I miss some details that may be important, but I I'm, I think details in general in this book are less important than this small details. Everything seems to have significance in our Stormlight Archive series. Um, but I feel like, on, on in that respect, I feel like I don't fully understand Blush Weaver. She seems just kind of a, kind of, I don't know, wild god figure-like um, light song, but not, like, too important. So I don't actually know.
1: so much so much intrigue who who is on what side and who it, it seems like all of our characters are spread out on this this massive spectrum you know no one is your cookie cutter hero and no one is your you know obvious oh there's the villain it's it's very much a where do they fall in the spectrum and it it may not even be a a one-dimensional spectrum we've we've got like other different you know factions that are working against each other may are they more aligned towards this group or that group or are they out for themselves it it seems like we're very much spread across a whole range of what side they're on sort of discussions yeah
0: i'm not going to tell you how important or not important blush weaver is paul you're gonna have to Read and find out as the does Brandt Sanchez's t shirt says.
2: Okay, I will just assume she's not that important until she proves otherwise. So, that's her. Mm-hmm. Just
1: watch it. Watch it's actually Blush Weaver who's returned version of Shalon.
2: No, no, she's <laughs> Yasna. She's Yasna. Oh, she, okay. Yep. Know. Yep. Um, there we go. Homies, you know they're god homies now.
0: Um. That's where Yasna went in Words of Radiance, is she just went over to Warbreaker, chilled there for a little bit, and went back at the end of War- Words of Radiance.
2: Exactly. It all ends up, and you cannot say otherwise. Don't question me. it. Don't even try. People have been <laughs> trying for minutes now, um, and to no avail. Um, yeah, I will say, I think... I. I I'll be honest, I'm not super invested in the story overall, but I do really like the the series storyline and I've really liked I'm really happy that they're kind of like I feel like they're kind of figuring it out right now. It's always like as we've been reading, it's like okay, we'll wait till later to see what they can figure out. And now I feel like they're kind of figuring it out with like Oh, okay, it's kind of weird that the god kings typically die right after producing their air. Um Stuff like that, and I feel like they're trying to find a way to, like, break the, the chain here. Um, and I'm really excited to see how that goes. That and Vashar and his sword are, like, my two, like... What's really keeping me interested in reading, so.
0: Can we talk about Nightblood and Vivenna's first interaction with Nightblood? She's... She's in this alleyway, and she sees Nightblood on the floor and she's about to get like mugged by some by some thugs that she was mugged by a couple weeks ago when she's a beggar. And one of the thugs picks up Nightblood and kills all of his companions with Nightblood while it's still sheathed. He doesn't even take the sheath off and he just like clubs these guys to death with this sheathed sword. And then he kills himself with it. And then but then it's like what just happened what are you yeah like what doesn't are you guys' it, thoughts on nightblood
2: i think nightblood is super sick um <laughs> i'm a little equal parts amazed and equal parts terrified um because we we don't understand how he does it but he he really does it doesn't it say like it seemed like the sword like was like taking over the man's arm almost like yep. there was stuff like all over his arm. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like menacing. I almost get the vision of like, well, I referenced Batman and now I'm going to reference uh, Venom. <laughs> I almost get like a Venom kind of like the black stuff like coming up all over the person's arm and stuff like that it was kind of what I envisioned there. Um,
1: the effect that Nightblood has on the Vena directly is interesting too. Cause in, in one of these chapters, when Vasher first, you know, takes her captive, he like forces her to, to hold the sword and she just feels like nauseous. Yeah. Like to the point where she's like puking because she, of this like terrible effect the sword is ha- having on her, which is odd. We don't seem to see that, with the like, thugs and other characters that Vasher or that Nightblood seems to, you know, possess or do whatever he does. So why why this effect on Vivenna? Or maybe he is having that effect on everyone, and we're just inside Vivenna's head, so we we see that. I yeah, I, w- I was intrigued
2: by by that
1: aspect of it.
2: I w- I was too, and I thought about this, earlier because. It made me instantly think of like Kaladin's like problem with getting grabbing a shard blade. Like it didn't every oh, time he tried to grab yeah. a shard blade. For him, it, you like heard screaming and stuff mm-hmm. right there. He like felt like the agony of the people that the shard blade had killed. Yeah. And so I kind of put thought of this in the same vein of like, I, I don't, I don't have an explanation why. Not the slightest clue. But like. That's what I thought of that kind of comparison. That maybe there's, I don't know, some Spren thing that doesn't add up here, and so she can't tell the shardblade or shardblades in general. Or night Nightblood confuses me because I can't tell if he's a just some different Spren we haven't seen, or if he's a Spren, or if he's something different. Like I don't, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. So I would like a book on Nightblood's origin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, this probably is the book on Nightblood. I was going to say, you're reading maybe, it. But... Maybe <laughs> maybe, no, maybe, so. Well, we haven't seen... Hopefully we see that. That'd be really cool. I hope we see his actual, like, more about Nightblood specifically. Hmm. But so... I feel like this is his cameo, book, because the way I thought of it, it's like, oh, let's see what Nightblood can do. Well, if... But what has Nightblood done? You know, like, where has he been?
1: if if nightblood is the sword that zeth has just taken possession of i imagine we're going to be seeing more of of this character sword slash character so maybe that maybe that's coming no yeah i'm i'm really excited for that i'm super excited so trevor you're going to have to help me out here cuz i'm trying to remember what we what we read in one of the previous chapters i was thinking i was thinking to the 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 effect that nightblood seems to have on people and we got a reference back when Vasher broke into that one one of the one of the gods um palaces mm-hmm. there was there was a brief reference to like tempting the hearts of unpure men and I Am I am I crazy? Was that a reference in there somewhere? I believe so, but I'm not having
0: the best memory at the moment. I've
1: Okay. I'm I'm pretty sure that was like, yeah, like a one-liner reference to that. And I'm trying to draw some connections to to that and what we've seen so far. We've seen Vivenna pick up the sword and have like a really adverse reaction to it. But we've seen that in that scene in the the palace that the servant was like drawn towards it. Whereas Vivenna seems like very drawn away from it. And I'm wondering if that has to do with like the purity of their heart or like intent or something like that. Maybe Vivenna is very pure of of intent and, and honest. And so she has like a, a very nasty reaction when she touches the sword. Whereas the, the, the person who's not pure of heart is drawn towards it or something like that. And Actually wonder too, because we I don't think we've seen Vasher wield nightblood it much, if at all. He he he, he uses throws it at as people. More, right. He's like, <laughs> yeah, go do your go do your thing. Go do your thing. And I wonder if like does Vasher have this like really nauseous reaction to Nightblood as well. Is is Vasher a good guy who is pure of intentions and he, you know feels really nasty when he touches a sword which is why he uses it the way he does i'm trying to i'm trying to draw some connections there maybe we need to read a little more and get some more evidence to throw in that bucket but that's that's what i'm trying to process on this so far it's
0: it's really strange vasher's motives to specifically see the reaction to the sword because the the way he kidnaps her and then like throws the sword at her to see what happens and then decides not to kill her after that so there is something happening there with the reaction to the sword because you're right the the servant when he broke into the to the palace like went for the sword immediately when he saw it um and and then when he threw it at uh vivana she's recoiling and like yeah whatever being nauseous so yeah there there is definitely
1: something there and and actually now that you bring that up i'm i'm talking myself into even more being convinced of this as we think about it because in that scene there i when i first read through it i i just was thinking of vasher as like intentionally torturing her in a little way in a little bit there i I just thought that he was you know he knew she would have that terrible reaction to it so he's you know keeping her subdued by throwing the sword at her and making her touch it, so she'll she'll feel nauseous but when you when you explain that again that makes perfect sense that maybe it is a bit of a test maybe it is a bit of a i want to see how you and nightblood are going to interact here because it's going to tell me something about your motive that's a really interesting that's a really interesting possibility.
2: That seems pretty likely to. I feel like that would that would make sense. Fasher seems like the person to do that. Yeah. Like not tell you like what he's doing. And so you never you're like, why did he just make me do this? I hate I hate this. But um, Also, um I don't know if we have other thoughts before we move on, but I have I have kind of a big prediction, which I think is less far-fetched than the Shallan Light Song one. I think it's more legit, but also it's probably wrong. Okay. Um, And about Oathbringer and why we're reading this book and then Oathbringer. Okay. My guess is whenever we read Oathbringer, we'll see more of Nightblood. And I'm going to guess that we will... (laughs) I'm going to make the prediction that Nightblood and Oathbringer were like either friends or enemies or some way correlated like related in the spren worlds in whatever universe they're in okay and we'll see relations there and they're gonna come into contact because whoever the heck got oathbringer after aelin left him at tide um and then zeth somehow they're gonna clash and they're gonna start i don't know they're gonna be mad at each other or something it's gonna cause a whole lot of drama all right, so I am going just just the Nightblood and Oathbringer know each other.
0: This is this is a bunny trail, but well, we can go down it because we are a Stormlight podcast. <laughs> we can talk about Stormlight for for yeah. a second here. We, at the end of Words of Radiance, we got the reveal that Spren can turn into Shardblades. With with uh, Sylphrena, she like Kaladin saves her. She uh, he says his third ideal. Uh, she becomes a Shardblade for him. Does that mean that all shard blades are Spren, or does that mean that all Spren are shard blades, or like what? What is the? What, what, that's a, are there squares? Are there rectangles? What? What's happening
2: here? That's a good question, and I think I think my answer, which sounds lame, is it doesn't actually matter. I think that at least shard blades have a sentience. I'm guessing. Okay. So whether that's Spren or something else, like I feel like Nightblood seems different from our I mean it's similar it's just different style but um different from like pattern and so far now right um but ultimately about the same uh, we haven't seen both pregnant we haven't seen our other shard blades talk we've seen our sprint be shard blades but we haven't seen like the opposite I guess um but I'm just making the jump because it was Delinar's Notable character and it's titled Oathbringer. I'm just gonna guess that that one may be special too, um, and so maybe we'll maybe we'll see something with that and his correlation to Nightblood, and that would be kind of cool. I didn't know Spren, If we are on the like Shardblades are Spren, like equal. On both sides i guess like i i think it's weird that shard or what's his name again uh night night blood i night for, blood. totally forgot instantly um is like he is here i don't know like our other spren like there's no sprint. right it's it's all it's all weird it's all foggy and stuff so that's why it's a very far-fetched thing but it's like you know it's definitely gonna happen, so okay. I was just trying to recover. Well
1: while we're bunny trailing on this, I I think I think I wanna go out on I, I think I wanna throw out that I think Spren cannot exist in this world. I think because we haven't seen any spren and these people don't seem to be aware of Spren, you know. In back on Rochard, they see spren everywhere, right? As, as we've talked about, there's, there's a spren for everything. There's rocks and, and water and Grand rain spren, and, yes, yeah, works. you name it. And there's spren, like it's, that's just a daily occurrence. And whereas here we haven't seen a single one. And I would think uh, going off of a few assumptions here, hoyd exists in, in both places, which leads me to assume that there's some way to travel between the two of them. And if that's true, then I would think more than just Hoyd would have done this, and that there's other people that can travel from Roshar to this place as well. And if Spren could exist in this world, I think someone would have brought a Shardblade to this world and taken control of it all. It seems like in this world, a shard blade would be, you know, some pretty high-powered technology for what we've seen in here. You'd be able to take well, out a whole army of lifeless pretty easily.
0: And not only that, but stormlight in general, right? Like stormlight would be, I mean, it might not yeah. last that long because there's no storms. But that you know, there's there's some technology overlap here. Like, would breaths maybe they work on Roshar? Maybe we've we've had a couple hints with Hoyd having having breaths. Does do shardblades work on Nalthis? Is the the realm we're in?
1: So I'm I'm kind of going down that logic trail to say that if th- this is kind of assuming that all shardblades are spren, which I I think we talked about that. I think at some point we were told that when a when a shardblade is summoning, you're resurrecting that spren in that moment. That that's is also why that is what Sil said. That, that's also why Kaladin hears that scream when he touches the Shardblade. It's why um, Renarin hears that scream when he touches a, a, a Shardblade. All of that is they're hearing that, that dead Spren or dying Spren. And all of that to say, I think, I think you can't take a Spren to this world for some reason. There's something about Rashar that is causing Spren, and Spren don't go anywhere else that th- that is ultimately where i'm going with all that and i think why i also i guess will use that to say that i don't think nightblood is a spren i think nightblood is something different i don't i don't know what yet i i'm hoping we'll learn in this book but i think nightblood is something completely different he's the hoid of the like shark exactly.
2: Exactly.
0: Mr. Mr. Worldwide of the of the swords yes. <laughs> yes. makes sense. It's okay. So we've seen inanimate objects be awakened by uh yes. by Vasher. Like he'll he'll use ropes or whatever and be like Doc Ock. You know, as as long as we're doing our superhero references, <laughs> and <laughs> uh he'll have inanimate objects move for him. Could he just, could Nightblade just be an awakened sword that, like, just has, you know, a billion breaths in him and he's basically sentient at this point?
1: It's possible. I think it's definitely possible.
2: Yeah, it would be like, where'd you get all those breaths? But, like, hypothetically, e- yes. Like, the reason maybe it talks about him, like, kind of around the sword, it seems like it makes things darker. It's not just a, like, black sword. It, like, makes things, the world around it, a little darker. Could be it's gotten so many breaths that it's kind of surpassed the, like, color spectrum and, like, is like a black hole almost, like, in Mm. a sword. Maybe, but...
0: Any more theories for episode 51?
1: No more. I think I'm theoried out for now.
0: (laughs) We do have a a handful of new ones. Uh, We we can call it there, and we can read a little further and reconvene next week. Uh, Thanks for joining me, uh, Paul and Elliot, and we'll talk about uh, chapters 40 through 49 next week.
1: Sounds good. Let's, let's do it. Great.